Yo, yo, wacky, wacky. Who running, running the, world? the world, baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking like, you know, everybody is talking about today's happy, you know, Women, International Women's Day and like, you know, what better song than to use Beyonce, man. I was like searching for it and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use this song. That's it. Man, very good. Very good choice. I was thinking you might even go with the Spice Girls. So, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a classic. You know, uh, Spice Girls uh, bro, are good. Bro, bro. Um, I, I'm a little bit younger than you, so, so probably Beyonce is better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> how, are you, or how are you doing, buddy? You sound energetic yeah. today, you know. Um, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I was there. I was battling with the Amazon guy who made me late. I thought I would be late because I couldn't find a one-time passcode for delivery. It's like so ridiculously difficult. It's not on the app. I had to go in the email. I mean, when you know, you know. But anyway, you know, third world, uh, first world problems, ridiculous. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm pretty excited for today. You know, we have a guest speaker, basically part of fantasy. And, um, you know, let's get it started, bro. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, Europe. Good morning, Americas. And welcome to Rug Radio Asia Web3 Muffers, your daily show dedicated to Web3 NFTs, latest news, hot topics, and on the menu today, we will be talking meme land, proof moonlight, punk sings 529, and Amazon as it happened since we skipped over it yesterday. Uh, we do this show every weekday, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. UTC plus 8. A reminder, daylight savings time is coming into effect this Sunday in the land of Uncle Sam. But do not be alarmed. 10 p.m. UTC plus 8 is our dedicated time. As always, a very warm welcome to you, ladies and gentlemen, from all over the world. But today, as we mentioned, is that much more special as it is March 8th. And we are celebrating International Women's Day. And as such, I and the entire PukeCast team are sending to all the wonderful women in Web3 who are currently paving and pioneering the way for the future female generations to get more involved in tech, crypto, and our wonderful world of NFT. We are sending you all virtual flowers as well as the warmest of hugs and also to tell you we love to hear from you when you jump on stage with us and look forward to hosting more and more of you ladies in the future. My name is Wacky. I am your host under our brand PewCast. We are official content providers of Rug Radio Asia. I'm almost finished watching Alice in Borderlands last night, but I fell asleep in the middle of the last episode. And I have to say, I found it quite interesting that I decided to go with the English game of croquet as the last challenge. But man, that's a boring game. My co-host, he's a media genius. He's always innovating and delivering new ways of educating us, entertaining us, and building the biggest Web3 media brand in Asia. It is none other than Buke Rainbow. How are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. Like, man, I have to say, you know, when you watch Alice in the Borderland, um, you know, initially it's always very exciting. But if you kind of like have like big breaks in in between, you you find it is like difficult to finish watching it. Um, so you know, I decided to you know what i'm just gonna spend one whole day just watching finish the entire season and i actually did it and uh man i mean it's good at the end i don't want to spoil you but bro the ending ugh, a little bit <coughs> hanging bro <laughs> oh shit 
<laughs> you know, I actually heard Nick, Nick the other day. It was like two or three weeks ago. And he, he was saying that he stayed up watching all of this. And he was like, man, I'm so mad. The end, I was so pissed off. So, <laughs> and I'm literally halfway through the last episode right now. So I'm totally expecting. And now you obviously tell me the cliffhanger, which could because it makes it for season three, right? But I do certainly, well, does it? Oh, man, I would be so mad if it doesn't make for season three and there's a big cliffhanger. I, I hate those. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a last season, bro. Oh, shit. oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I wasted my time. All right, all right. Hey, so, so b- before we dive down, bro, like you were talking about, you. I mean, man, these days you are watching Westworld, you are watching Alice in the Borderland, but have you watched the latest episode of Attack on the on Titans? No. Oh no, oh, dude! I was actually just about to GM this this morning, and I was like, "Wait a second! There are more important things than Attack on Titans at the moment." Um, <laughs> I I saw that it's starting, so no, I haven't yet. I haven't, but I'm definitely yeah. on the last season. Oh man, I watched that. So the first episode of like I think it's like the part three of season five, right? The first episode it's one hour, and man, like I mean. It, it was such a long time since the last episode up to now, right? And after you watch that, that one hour, you'd be like, shit, man, this is one of the coolest anime because, like, the character just fly and just kill all the giants, man. I mean, it's crazy, bro. I love it. Oh, dude, it's an hour? I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I haven't, yeah, I haven't tried, I haven't checked. <laughs> but... Okay, so I've got this. Uh, I've got the schedule for the weekend, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay, you just got me excited for this weekend. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to Asia Web Three, motherfuckers, powered by Pukas, the rock radio of Asia Space, where we only have one goal in mind: to build the most genuine Web Three communities among the Asia countries and to unite everyone under one roof. I'm excited for today, as we have Porter Fantasy as our guest speaker. So, like. Retweet the space to show your support and help us to spread the word so we know we are able to, you know, provide better speakers, value for you guys. And this week, you know, you know, Wacky has been, you know, keep bugging me and say, bro, you have to schedule it. We have big guesses on Thursday and Friday. So, you know, if you go on to my post, you know, my pin tweet, basically, I have Wednesday, Thursday and Friday ready scheduled pumped up for it and also a bit of clips of you know what wacky's doing his crazy intro all right let's kick off something you know pretty exciting and today's my question is a little bit different bro so i'm gonna ask you straight away you know in two seconds you have to answer it wacky are you ready what is your cell phone wallpaper so my cell phone wallpaper is art from uh, art basil actually and it's do, do you know that uh that rocket the uh, rock and roll no that rolling stone poster where you've got the lips and they're the tongue sticking out so someone at our basil just replicated this but with all sorts of colors and and a rainbow i'll i'll post it right now i actually love it i i saw this and i was like oh this is such a cool picture and i'm looking through the picture i was like oh this would make a great wallpaper so i will <laughs> post this on right now i know exactly the answer to this question i love it all right all right cool so pin up the question you know post your answers and guys if you are on spaces you know just take a screenshot post it on top because i would love to know what wallpaper you have on your cell phone i'm gonna throw it to our guest speaker today portal fantasy let us know what is your current wallpaper buddy hello hello thank you so much for having us by the way it's uh it's Kase here the uh, project lead of portal fancy and to answer your question that kind of threw me off a guard a little bit 
My one is uh, <laughs> ah. nothing. It's nothing NSFW. I gotta say, it's uh, it's 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 basically shifting every hour, but it's just various different kind of like skylines with a with a bit of like a different like um, you know when people like highlight the colors and it looks a little bit metaversy. I've got a bunch of these on on roll because I think they look really cool. I, I don't trust you, bro. You have to take a screenshot on your on your phone <laughs> and post it on the pinter. Like, man, it's man, just, I mean, like, there is, so much, a... there, is, there is so much stutter going on. It seems like you're not confident, my man. I, I'm sorry, I have to call you I've up. never been asked this question before. I've got to say, that's really left field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have new speaker as well. Let's get Ayoteni. Peace and blessings, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Oneness. This is Ayotemi. Um, just let me introduce myself. Music artist, world builder, storyteller, uh, reporting live from the United States. I'm in Virginia currently. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, GM. How we doing? <laughs> so, bro, Ayotemi, to... watch yeah, yourself yeah, on wallpaper, baby. Yeah. What? What's your cell phone wallpaper, baby? My cell phone wallpaper is actually an album cover for a project that is like two projects away. But it it expresses like the ethos of, you know, what I what I do and why I do it. Um, a little bit of alpha. That project is called Joy is Energy. And uh, my name, Ayotemi, means my own joy. And yeah, that's part of the reason why I'm here on this planet. You know what I'm saying? To bring more joy. Love. Lovely. Yeah. Love to hear it, buddy. Love to hear it. You've got your own uh, your own project on your wallpaper. I like this. Nothing better than an artist believing in himself. Okay. One yeah. one more. Uh, where where's Maeve? Where's Maeve? Maeve, are you here? Yes, yes, yes. Bro, bro. He's not called Maeve, he's called Pukecast. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Your Pukecast. Hello, hello, our brand, our our, our sponsor for the show. Pewcast. Hey, 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 everyone. So uh, I right-click save a Luffy looking like Azuki for my wallpaper. That's mine. <laughs> hey, you know, shilling your own bag as well. Love it, love it. Hey, that's the way to do it. No, 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 no. The best thing about this is, right, every time I'm just looking forward for Maeve's answer. Sorry, sorry, for Pewcast's answer. Because it's like 99.9% related to NFT. Like that's it. Like this man lives and breathes NFT, and that's all. So you know now you know why he he has like all these daily trades and stuff. Wacky, you're not gonna ask me because you already know what is my wallpaper, and you oh, hate no. that man. Um, oh no! So... Don't tell me you're joking. You actually have sir. You have sir on your phone. Of course, bro. Oh my god! He's, he's <laughs> going to win the F1 World Champion this year. That's it. That's it. I'm declaring it, bro. <laughs> you do not have Lewis Hamilton as a wallpaper on your phone. You you're looking at Lewis Hamilton every day as you open your phone. So so it's not really his face. Uh, like it's like <laughs> he's in the car, uh, like you know having doing a pit stop. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, yo, I want to see a picture. Post it, post it. I want to see it. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pass on uh, to G Dub and then let's get it going. Should I introduce GM, him, GM. or do we want to know about his wallpaper? No, 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 no. Ask for his wallpaper, bro. Oh, yeah. Wallpaper. Okay. Um, my wallpaper has been there since two iPhones ago. So it's my, my son from 
Yeah, um, my son when he was, I think about two and a half, and he's at the airport, and uh, you know there's planes in the background, and he's he's striking this uh, this pose, and he's got this very nice uh, smile and laugh there. So, yeah, that's been there for for a long time. You you know I feel like people with kids, it's almost like a requirement to have a picture of either your wife or your kids as of as on your wallpaper. Actually, no, not the wife. Most of the time, it's just the kids. So. <laughs> love it, G-Dub. Love this. Um, I would love to see it if you're happy to share. If not, that's cool too. Okay, Puke, what's the, what's the lineup? Puke, you're trolling me? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it me? I think we're going to the, the GM news, right, Wacky? I, I would think so, but I don't know. I mean, you know, oh, wow, we lost Puke. Okay, off we go. It's the G of the M with the trap fight update. He left the suit behind, looking to expand his mind. NFTs are his new digs. No doubt he's going to make it big. GW. Thank you, Wacky. Today it is the 8th of March, 2023. It is Wednesday. Uh, this is the daily trad fight update. Um, global macro events still affect crypto prices, so here is a short summary. So to the U.S., um, so most of the markets are, are down today. Um, S&P 500 down 1.5%, NASDAQ down 1.2%, major tech stocks down 0.8%. Uh, the key news is... Um, U.S. private businesses created 242,000 jobs um, versus the market expectation of 200,000. So it seems the economy is sort of humming along stronger than expected. Um, and so our dear Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell gave us these comments that he warned that the central bank would be prepared to move faster and that interest rates could peak higher and for longer if the data warranted it. Okay, and so because of that, most of the markets are down. Over to Asia, Hong Kong down 2.3%, uh, um, Singapore down 0.6%, Korea down 1.3%, China is flat, and Japan is up a bit 0.5%. So that's the daily TradFi update. Over to Pucast. It's the M of the G with the DGen update. Still without a PFP or dear Elon, why you so mean? Let's go on and take the streets. Hashtag free Maeve should be your tweet. Maeve knows, aka PewCast. GM, GM. Hashtag free Maeve, please. Free Maeve. Thanks, Wacky. <laughs> Thanks, G to my M. Now this is Maeve knows NFTs. Uh, who wants to be a zillionaire by Zeneca starts today. Claire Silver to premiere at the Louvre joins WME as their first AI artist and featured on Verity magazine. OSF buys second Pink Fidenza, more or less 80 plus ETH. Punk6529 deep, dives deep into memes versus meme labs. New Day new teaser by Meme Land, this time a purple galactic serum. 9gag submits PFP, literally the word PFP for US trademark application. Moonbirds releases Moonlight, open sourcing proofs, official design system. Uh, Bobo's Cut Shop first year anniversary mint is now open, exclusive to Bobo Bean Farmer holders. Lastly, Crowd Chapter 2 by Danny Cole is officially coming. Back to you, Puke. 
All right, all right. Wacky, you text me and say that, am I rugging? So can you hear me right now? Or I, it's... I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. <laughs> all right, guys. No, Maeve, I we have to talk about Mameland, man. Like, I mean, I was deep diving into it and I was like researching on it. And Maeve is like, bro, that news is like yesterday. Today is all about the purple serum. Like, man, I'm still at the yellow serum, bro. And then right now you said it's all about the purple serum. But I, I take a look on it and I'm, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting, right? So we, we talk about, for example, you know, um, all of like, you know, the captains, basically you can go questing, right? And then, you know, if you have like, for example, one potato, two potato or three potatoes, you can kind of like act as a booster to go for your questing. And, you know, as long as, you know, maybe when they get lucky you can kind of like ruffle into getting different types of potion so one potion that they leaked today um it's basically they picked i think it was like six people um which have like a full crew of captain which is like one captain and three potatoes so they get the blue serum uh, basically what does what the serum does we don't know yet like even for today i mean he just leaked out like just a purple serum right oh shit i saw g dubs having his hand raised um but one thing that i have to note about is like they have a pool of ape coin uh unclaimed rewards basically right now it's like 9.5k uh ape coins which is around 46k usd which also it's in the pool in terms of like the price point and stuff like that and i think this move it's really intrigued to me because like, you know, you have your own ecosystem and people are all hyped about meme coins, right? But it also gives them a doorway to say, hey, you know, you are not, you guys want to be in the Yuga system. Um, you know, let's have some of the bot apes. Let's buy the ape, ape coins because, you know, it kind of like give people dabble into the whole ecosystem. And I love this approach because it's not like just, all right, my project, my coin, that's it. But, you know, we are kind of like exploring different good projects in it. Uh, g I know you always fire up with, you know, Meme Lands, Kyong and stuff like that. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, so just to expand further on the on the potions, um, my understanding is if you have a super crew, which is one MVP, nine captains, twenty seven potatoes, um, you will get one potion per week. Um, from my understanding, wait, 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 bro, 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 can you repeat it? What was the combo? So for a super crew, it is one MVP nine captains and 27 potatoes so how much how much will it cost right now if you I have think to it's, purchase everything i think i think it's about 150 ETH worth um of course a lot of the mvps got in earlier um and then you know subsequently they were airdropped a lot and they they got in on meme lists quite uh, quite easily uh, from my understanding i think there is about 40 something super crews um yeah and then and then the other one is if you have a full crew so a full crew is one captain with three potatoes um you go into a raffle so all all the full crews will go into a raffle a weekly raffle and there's only six potions uh will be raffled out so i think i worked out the percent of uh hitting a potion like that to be um, like, I don't know, 0.3, 0.4%. Um, and so that's why I didn't bother trying to assemble a full crew. 
<laughs> sounds like great odds to spending yeah. to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, um, yeah, my my luck on raffles is pretty low, so I I figured it, it's not worth trying for that. Yeah. So, uh, G Dub, you know, you know what's coming, and uh, you know what my question is going to be, and uh, and then I, I've got a and then I'm going to ask Puke this. He's like, how many how many days in a row do you think I want to need to ask G Dub before he actually does it? But G Dub, have you collected your ordinal? <laughs> I've collected one out of three. Oh, so, you have! Oh yeah, my god, I set, yes. up, I set up the wallet and then. Um, oh yes. Yeah, I've I've collected one out of three. I, I wanted to test it with the one first because it's a higher inscription number, and then tomorrow <laughs> I'll collect my eggs because those are you know a bit more precious. Wacky, wacky. You're for burning pure, all. Pure pressure. Pure pressure is real, my man. It's not positive peer pressure, accountability, man. Accountability. <laughs> so you know, I've I've got my wallet. I've got my ordinals. Where? What about you? Okay. Well, I mean, the, the airdrop hasn't happened yet, right? I I'm doing it through an airdrop. So you and I need to speak because which wallet did you did you set up? Did you go through like the hero thing or what? Did how did you do it? I ended up using ordinals wallet. Yeah, it's actually okay, cool. called oh. Ordinals Wallet. Yeah, yeah, I, I there, saw that. Are, okay, cool. There are You're... a few around. Yeah, there's there's Hero. There's uh, Ord Swap as well. I think Ord Swap integrates with uh, MetaMask. Um, but uh, a friend of mine was saying Ordinals Wallet can has the marketplace attached with it, and you can also um, yeah. receive and send. So I ended up using. Yeah, that's that probably one. the better. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You and you and I need to speak. Uh, I want to do this. Ooh, that's it. That's it. Love to hear that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait for you to collect your Faberdinal. Faberdinal. Your Faberdinal. Yeah, yeah. I got to make sure everything works perfectly well before I take those. Ah, so good, so good, so good. All right, very good. So, on this note, Puke, I know one of the things that you wanted to discuss today uh, next was Punk Sings 529 and his thoughts on the memes and the NFT and the project. And actually, you were telling, you were talking, saying how OSF, well, that was, that was Maeve who was telling us that OSF bought an ATETH Fidenza. And in the thread, so Gradients has put a whole uh, thread about the, the chat that 6529 had in their Discord. And one of the things that he says is like, look, all, those, all this art there, all those collections, even, and he actually points out, even the Fidenzas, they're kind of all dead. You know, it's, they're kind of like, no one looks at them. No one really cares about them. <laughs> There's no momentum. And then I saw that news about OSF splashing ATE from his you know few millions that they got from the ape so that that kind of made me laugh but it's a very interesting thread so for you guys interested in the 6529 project the meme project go actually let me pin this to the top um there's quite a long thread there uh showing sort of the insight as to what he's thinking in terms of how to build and rather than being a top to bottom approach i assume yeah yeah that's more of a bottom to top approach where th the whole concept is around building is around building something that is able to scale 10 times, 100 times, you know, 1,000 times, rather than having only 10,000 collection and then trimming it down by making it more rare. He wants to do it the other way around. So quite, quite an interesting one. It's, it's a long read, but have a look. It's, uh, I, I don't know if you wanted to expand more on this, uh, Pew, but... Yeah, yeah. No, the, the thing is this, right? Like, OSF has 550 ETH, bro. So 80 ETH probably seems like a spare change. But I love, like, why I want to pin up this and talk about it is because, you know, we have always been talking about this. Like, for example, when a project, you know, they, for example, they put out a, a collection size of 5,000, right? And then it only minted, just say, 2,000. Is the project failed? Or the project can actually cut supply and continue to grow? This is always one of the 
core challenge. Like I've seen tons of business. Like initially, when the space was you know uh, entering the bear market, there was a lot of like businesses, like good businesses. They have like sustainable revenue in Web two, but just that they don't know how to you know really market themselves in Web three, and then they go for the mint. Uh, you know, the min didn't didn't success. Maybe it's only 25% minted, 20% minted. And because of that, everybody just fought it. And then, you know, they have to like kind of like refund or, you know, close down the projects. But his approach is different. So one interesting way he said was this, like, just imagine you put your artwork in foundation, right? And then later on, when you don't sell it, do you email foundation and say, hey, why is my art, not on sale like why nobody buy it you you don't do that right so the same concept is this like meme lab uh is basically a lab that he wants to build and it's more towards not um what 6529 put it out but more towards like an artist that's putting it out so for example if the artist put it out and the min is not great it doesn't matter because you are kind of like supporting an artist and i like you know the comparison with fidenza because i believe and i even you, right? We always talk about how meme is going to be one of the culture in moving forward. Like, you know, Pepe, I, for me, is going to be one of the historical cultures that's happened when people study back, like what's happening around this time, right? So it's, it's more towards how it will bring a significant change in terms of like, you know, historical NFTs that we talk about. Being a part of history, you know, being this space is only like, what, two, three years? And, you know, so it's still very new, very fresh. And the concept of, hey, you know, my artwork, if you like, you buy it. Um, but whether or not, you know, whether or not um, the, the project didn't mint out fully or mint out half, it shouldn't determine the value of it. Because, hey, man, like I believe, like, for example, an artist, even though it's not minted out, they can still produce great art. It won't stop them in a way that say, hey, you know, right now you don't have the funds to continue. You have to close the project. But they can still keep on building and, you know, do better, you know, do more marketing, grow the space, get people to know him and slowly scale from example, you know, 10 pieces, 20 pieces, 50 pieces. I think that it's the way moving forward. And like even yesterday, you know, we have Sik on here and they said, you know, the power of 333, right? We've been talking about this a lot of time and the power of 333 is really simple. Like you have your core supporters, like in e-commerce, basically they said that 100 customer, right? So meaning that if as long as you got that 100 customers that genuinely purchase from you and like the product, basically you can scale because word of mouth will be a very powerful tools that kind of like spread around. And uh, Karmic, I saw your, so, you, you have your what? hand raised. Uh, go ahead. Uh, back it, yeah. Back to you. No, 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 go ahead. Let's throw over to Karmic because, uh, and I've got a little sort of th- thought as I was reading that thread. I've got a thought, and we're lucky we've got Darren that is also among us in the community, and um, it would be great to hear his thought at some point either today or, or later down the weeks um, as to what what's happening there with six five two nine. But uh, yes, Karmic, you did have your hand raised. Hello, you penguin Matt, you penguin chef. <laughs> yeah, I was exactly about to raise that topic uh, that Darren works with Punk uh, Punk uh, sixty five twenty nine. And so, actually, uh, <laughs> bro, bro, no, but like, you just but, have to but, say sixty-five twenty-nine, right? Not six-five two-nine, right? This okay, guy, okay. He's, he's a chef. He's cooking. Okay. <laughs> and so, basically, this guy has a very deep knowledge of historical NFTs. So it's not only Pepe; it's also rare Pepe cards, etc. So there's a whole like underground world about archaeological or historical NFTs. And so when he's talking about momentum, he is kind of right. His, his meme 
card projects have been losing a bit of momentum. But uh, on the general trend perspective, I 100% agree like memes are like so cultural into NFTs. And I would go further by saying that GIFs are also like into the culture of NFTs. So that was my just, just a quick thing. And my second thing was like, I see we have like a couple of women in the audience and it's really good to see women getting involved into NFTs. We need more. Why? Because they bring like a different perspective. They bring their own strengths. So if a woman would like to come to talk with us about what she feels like, about being a woman in Web3 feels like, maybe some challenges, it would be nice during the show. Uh, maybe uh, after our um, guest uh, come to talk about the project because they are also here for it. 100%. Definitely support this. And I do have to say, there's just something, you know, Karmic, I do love your voice. And in Puke, same thing. But women's voices are just so soothing and so nice to hear every once in a while. So, yeah, would definitely love this. Um, on this note, so a very quick one on the, uh, the meme project. So uh, as I was reading this, I had all sorts of thoughts that were reading, uh, going through my mind, right? So obviously, the whole concept is that you want to be able to scale and you want to uh, make this accessible or not necessarily accessible, it is already kind of accessible, but not necessarily to the normies, as we say, to people that need a wallet, et cetera. So you want to onboard the, the first 100 million people, right? Now, the concept behind it, as you rightly say, yes, some of it is very cultural, but if the NFTs don't, are, are kind of considered as posters, right? If, if we kind of looking at this and say, the NFTs may not have further utility, right? Because maybe not all artists will go and will actually do something further that will provide any future that not value is the wrong term, but future benefit or future access to anything else, then it, it kind of begs the question that we, they're going to be kind of almost used as posters, right? That you, you go and you hang in, in your house. Now let's imagine that the, the future is indeed digital. And there's no question that the future is indeed digital, that people will now going forward be hanging uh, screens on their walls rather than actual paintings, because on top of this, you can change the screen pictures so many times. So from that perspective, the versatility of having a digital uh, painting or digital poster is so much greater, right? However, what is then the value of actually buying it if you can just screenshot it and then use this as the background if there's no further utility? So I, I, I was thinking about all this, and this is what I was saying. It would be great to hear if Darren, you have thoughts later down the, you know, either today or again later, because um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this develops in, in the future and how this grows. Um, anyway, this is probably, we probably didn't want to spend the whole show talking about this, but uh, I thought what, what's going on at the moment is, is rather interesting because obviously they're one of a kind new projects. The, the same way he was saying that most projects out there are using approach X, right? Which is start with a preset collection and you either expand afterwards by releasing new collections or you don't. But you know, the logic is that you're kind of pigeonholing yourself and cornering yourself when you have that approach. And the way he's doing it with the meme labs is different, is, is just a different approach. And time will remain to, will decide uh, and time will tell whether that approach is working or not. So again, very interesting. And this is something that we'll follow over time to see how that goes. All right, Wacky, yesterday we, we, we didn't have the time to cover a little bit on the Amazon, uh, you know, Amazon creating yes. a marketplace. Yes. Do you want to, you know, deep dive into it a little bit? Well, I would love to actually. Uh, and unfortunately, there isn't much deep dive that we can do because there's very little detail as to what exactly they are planning on doing. But rumor has it 
that Amazon is indeed releasing a uh, NFT, well, a marketplace or not necessarily a marketplace. They are incorporating NFTs in a platform of some sort, and that is to be revealed in April uh, next month, April 24th. Apparently, I read something saying that they had actually scheduled to do it much earlier, but because of uh, FTX and everything that was happening, it probably wasn't the best time, which is probably good because it gives them more time to develop. But I would love to hear some of your guys' thoughts as to whether... I, I was about to say whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't think there's such a thing as good and bad. It's a weird concept. It's a weird abstract concept. But whether you guys think that it will benefit the space in general, whether you think it will help with more adoption, how it's going to be received. A lot of people are looking at this saying, like, are they going to be another Coinbase, which co is going to completely flop because that was a bad flop. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Maeve, I saw Maeve. I call you Maeve, man. You're not your cat. <laughs> I call you Maeve. <laughs> tell me, tell me. I think there's no no bad in it. So the the Coinbase, I, I believe that with like proper, uh, well, proper budget allocation and management, which like even Coinbase, they, they hold their program, but doesn't mean like they won't proceed or like they won't like, you know, uh, further pursue it anymore. So obviously like the, 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 what's it called? The bearish consensus right now is, you know, it's going to be another Coinbase. But like, then again, like, Coinbase hope doesn't mean like they totally like abolish it and it's not gonna happen at anymore at any point of time. Then uh, the it's it's the same as like uh, most uh, most established uh, Web two companies, right? Uh, Adidas original was uh, you know it was really hype and then they pro pretty much didn't do anything. But it's just them like taking like one step into the space and then they can you know gauge and see what they want to do in the future. That's how I look at it at least. So, I've heard conflicting views on obviously the adidas and puma and all those things where i i personally thought that always thought that it's it's a good thing because it introduces the concept to many many more people right however the the flip view of this is that yes it introduces the concept but then a lot of people are also not getting anything from those nfts they're spending money without getting anything back and as a result it creates a bad bad sentiment around the whole ecosystem. Now, having said this, a lot of those Web2 people are spending a lot of money on stuff and they never get anything in return. So it's kind of no different than what the current world is. So from a, an NFT perspective, I got to say, I'm personally very bullish on Amazon coming out with this because if all of a sudden, how many millions of customers does Amazon have around the world? Um, it's going to start just to also, but so, you know, it's going to start being available only in the U.S. to start with. That's going to be that test market. But if, if only even just 100,000 people, that's to be conservative, hop onto it, understand how they, are, how they work, what it means. And, and let's imagine that just another 10% of these people, so another 10,000 people, then hop into our space and really dig into it. Well, that's another 10,000 people extra that we didn't have before. And by the way, we only have about 25,000 traders at the moment. So that's a 50% jump from where we are at the moment in terms of, of users of active, that are actively trading. Karmic, you've got your hand raised. Yeah, yeah. But before that, you know, before we go to Karmic, I just want to say, bro, like you came to the space late because there was an Amazon shipment, right? Of course, you're going to be bullish because you shop at Amazon. Bro. <laughs> yeah, well... Everyone shops at Amazon nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> not in Malaysia, man. Not in Malaysia. Well, yeah, that's it. Not in Asia, yeah. no, <laughs> All right, Kami, hands down. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, um, I have a few information about Amazon because uh, yesterday evening and night I was reading about it. So actually, 
they're gonna um, have a policy where NFTs will be bridged with physical items. So that's what they want to enforce for Amazon and NFTs. And that may answer your question, uh, Waki. So basically, we're going to see, I think, collections like A Kid Called Beast, who are like heavily on figurines of expanding the brands. Also, maybe the penguins, of course. I'm not shitting them. But uh, so <laughs> what's going to happen is there's going to be, let's say, token-gated uh physical items when you get the nfts and so i'm bullish because it can uh help like give first a real utility to nfts and uh and secondly um yeah so basically the strategy is to bridge web 2 product to web 3 product and i think that the whole strategy they they have and if they do this right they could blow this out of the park. I mean, literally, if they if they find the right approach, as you rightly say, it is it is great uh, the way they're thinking about it. Imagine if your beloved pudgies. I'm going to shield the pudgies for you because I know you love them, and you get a chance to <laughs> shield them at every opportunity. I want to shield. Buy a pudgy. Buy a little pudgy chef. But no, um, imagine if some of the big brands are actually partnering with Amazon. What sort of signal do you think this is going to send? It's it's going to be it's going to be mad. So. Really interesting to see what's happening in uh, on April twenty fourth. There, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because, Jeff Bezos. Be- because like the the thing is this, right? Like um, Coinbase released its own NFT. I mean, in in a in a thread that will uh, return. I mean, it, it was pretty good return because like a lot of people in the space nowadays they talk about mass adoption, right? Like the space is already small. We need more people coming in to feel like, hey, this is a good space, you know. People have fun in it. It's not all about, you know, just buying an NFT and it get, you know, sent to zero. But the thing is this, like, you know, Coinbase did it and it didn't kind of like, it didn't take off, right? And so people saying it's like, you know, Amazon, the whole, the whole structure of the business is designed so that, you know, it gives, for example, people seamless experience in buying it. They focus a lot of the UI. They know how to get people hooked into the platform in terms of just keep buying and buying and buying. Whereas like, I know Wacky Chainer shops every day on Amazon, right? So the thing is this, like if they That's want my to, go-to, do, man. <laughs> like That's if my they go-to. want to do this, you know, they have kind of like a structure of, you know, they have the trust, like people trust Amazon in a way that, you know, um, for example, like you asking people to buy NFT, like, a normie, right? Or people that is not in the space. You give them OpenSea and you give them, um, for example, Amazon. And if instantly people will be like, ah, I'm going to choose a platform that I'm most suitable with because that is where I trust. And for example, you know, Amazon, maybe you already have your credit card inside the system. And, you know, it gives people the seamless way because I believe when they do this, it's going to be like, you know, either you can pay it on crypto or you can play it in your card, your credit card or even your, you know, your Amazon Pay, right? So, this way, you know, it kind of like shift people in a way like, hey, like what Kamik say is so true. Like if the new wave of uh, NFT that it's onboarding, I, I saw that they said around like 15 NFT collection will be uh, started, right? So if all of this collection kind of like has a physical item tied to it, it's so much easier to, you know, bridge the message across because people has already been purchasing physical items. So right now I purchase something, I have the digital, but the physical item is still sent to my house. It's 
a same way in terms of you know for example it, if it's a pudgy if it's a for example a soft toy right people buy the pudgy soft toy it's sent to their house they also own the nft it feels like hey this is something seamless uh you know i'm in the nft space but it feels not foreign to me it's so easy to understand if this really take off then i believe like mass adoption or how they can do better than coinbase will actually happen yeah if they if they've hired the right people to build all of this that gave them the right advice woof man it's going to be big <laughs> bro bro we we know and we seen before like if you get people on the the right people to run it right like puma did the first launch it was totally a shit show and the second one when they hired like new people even you and i we said hey man like this guy when he writes the trade he knows what djen is talking about he knows how to play the web3 crypto game and because of that like the second collection did pretty well so i would say you know as long as they have the money right the business is big it's a sustainable business they have the money to spend they do the right way it's easier for them to kind of like you know monetize the space or even give value and then monetize because you know this they are just doing what they do but in a different platform yeah and if if there's one thing that jeff isn't short on is money i mean the man is uh you know flying to space so in a, in a little in a little round little bubble ball um so yeah i think he's all right <laughs> <laughs> all right next Okay, can we can we talk about proof for a quick second? Because uh, I want to get your expert media advice. Actually, I, I was reading. Maybe I'm missing something, right? That that proof. So the you want to give the news, and then I want to give my take because then I need to get your opinion on this. Okay, so so basically, um, that whole proof announcement. No, it's not really a proof announcement, but it's a way of how you know if you want to build alongside with us do it the right way. So for example, like it's very rare to see a brand release their kind of like marketing um deck, right? Like for example, when we me and you we hop into Rock Radio, the first thing that they do is like, you know what? This is the deck, this is the logo, this is the color scheme, this is the template that you have to use because hey, like you know, we on board with them, we are building something and Brand is all that matters, right? So just imagine, like, you know, we run Rock Radio, but we absolutely take away, like, that blue signature color, like that light, I think it was, like, baby blue, right? Like, they are, their branding is all about baby blue, and we just change it to black. And then we keep running it. There's so much misalignment in terms of branding, in terms of how people want it to build. So when you release your brand kind of, like, template to the masses, it's, it's a, a way of saying, you know what? Guys, I trust you. I want more builders to build this because it's Web3. Um, this is the guideline. Go ahead and build the best that you can. So as a marketer, this is like crazy, right? Because now, I mean, it's, it's, similar, it's pretty similar to what uh, Clonex done, right? They released their 3D model. And because of that, man, if you know our one of our you know uh, listeners as well tino right every day he is using his clonex as an avatar on him and doing just sick images and post it online and i mean that is branding itself like he will influence the 20 the 30 people beside him and because of that you know it grows the brand so when a brand said you know what i'm gonna do this mass i i love it that's it i love it 
So you love, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I, I figured, I figured you would like something like this. I, it, it feels like a, a desperate move from Moonbird, from Proof, saying like, yo, we, we kept, on, we keep on messing up and messing up and messing up. Guys, be like, hey, can you please help us here, guy? We're just gonna give you the keys to the kingdom. Just, just do the marketing for us because we need a little bit of push here. So this is kind of how it felt to me a little bit. But uh, I figured you would like it because the first thing I click on and I, it goes to Figma and all I see, right? So I. I've got a property business on the side and, and all I see is like color palettes. It, it just seemed to me that I was at a paint shop with a bunch of little color tags. And I was like, is this what they released? They just released a bunch of color tags? Like what the hell is this? So yeah, okay, I get what you're saying, but they definitely need help. Uh, okay, fine. Next, Arcana, 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 yeah. You go. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm mute, I'm mute. <laughs> so so uh, basically, it's, it's kind of like what I, I said just now earlier right like when a project basically they launch a collection and then they have for example um, a certain target or a certain fund that they want to raise and because they couldn't raise it and then they said you know what I'm going to cut the project um, it's not going to work because I don't have the fund to build and then I'm just going to do a refund but it kind of like put a lot of people that supports it so I, I saw this twice in the space that I follow right so I follow closely uh, one project is called Orange uh, another project is this. Uh, both projects, same approach, meaning that, you know, they have like that core supporters that really supports them, you know, 2,000, 3,000 pieces. And then because their supply was, for example, 10K, it didn't mint it out. And then be, instead of just pushing forward, um, you know, instantly they said, you know what, I'm going to refund. So I don't know whether this is good or bad because, hey, if the project can't move forward and if they can't really build and then they're thinking, you know what, I can't build with this money, it's better for me to refund. Uh, in another way, you know, projects that move forward and say, hey, you know what, uh, I'm just going to move forward and then after six months, they said, you know what, guys, we are run, we ran out of fun, we can't build this anymore, uh, you know, we want somebody to take over and it becomes a slow rack. So the, the, the more I see it, the more, you know, there are two different types of approach and then why I want to circle back to, you know, like artists, like this year we talk about a lot of, you know, open edition, we talk about like meme labs, right? So the whole thing about this is, is so simple because like when you support an artist, it doesn't matter whether, you know, they have more funds to build or not because they can continue need to build is their time versus money right but when you building up something in terms of like especially hiring we know like hiring costs a damn ton loads of money and because of that you know you want to hire the right people to do the right things you want to do in real life events you want to do you know merchandisers uh everything costs money and so i'm seeing like two different approach right now because the space Kind of like shift a little more, a little bit more towards first is art, second is like gaming because tons of gaming, they when they come in they be like you know what we are we see back right whether it's good whether the mint finish or not we have money to continue to build like we see like the number one you know engagement farmer right he can just release <laughs> projects after projects because he is VC back. He has the fund to build it. So whether or not, you know, it's success, he can still push forward. And of course, you know, he he has money, right, bro? Just look wait, at the wait, Super Bowl. Wait, wait. Remind me, who, who is this? The number one engagement farmer? Who are you referring uh, to again? <laughs> <laughs> Digitaika Guru, bro. Digitaika Guru. <laughs> Gabe Layton. He's <laughs> like, it's like, yo, guys, we've got this coming. We've got, we've got this amazing thing coming. Follow me. <laughs> and then nothing comes. He's like, don't worry. Something is coming. Follow me. 
<laughs> at all times, it's always follow me, follow me, follow me. Hey, it works. He's got more than a million uh, subscribers. So, you know, followers. <laughs> all right. Yep. So this is a wrap up in terms of our NFT news update. And I'm pretty excited to introduce the guest of today. We have Porter Fantasy here with us today. And, you know, this project, I love it. <laughs> Uh, yep, I love it. You know why? Because yesterday we were talking about Polygon, right? And we were talking about Ordinals. But today we have a project from AVEX. And I love AVEX, bro, because they sponsored Formula E to be, you know, having that logo in that Formula E car. And you know me, as long as it's F1 related, it's motorsport, I'm all in. So let's welcome, uh, you know, Portal Fantasy on stage. Brother, how are you doing? Thank you very much for having us. I think we're we're super super glad to be on the space to discuss um, all the things that are coming up in the space as well. And just to listen to you guys, man, you guys you guys know so much about the industry and all the other stuff that's going on. Our bread, it's our bread and butter. It's our bread and butter. You know, we've been here for a while. So, <laughs> so on on this, <laughs> so you know, we've 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 been here for a while. We've seen like the ups and downs. Uh, people taking money from us, never giving it back. Some people giving it back. Uh, yeah, no, you know, lots of good, lots of fun has been happening. So, so welcome, welcome to you guys into this wonderful world of crypto and NFTs. Uh, maybe you could you maybe just give us a little bit of background about you. Um, what did you do before Web three? Uh, your Web two experience and what made you decide to get into Web three? Yeah, absolutely. So my my name's Kase and I'm the project lead at Portal Fancy. So I'm a massive gamer, so I, I basically play every game under the sun in my free time, during times I shouldn't be playing, etc. But um, the I guess my background is a bit varied. So I've been in crypto for a long time. Um, I actually, well, back in maybe about 2013 was when I first started um, kind of dabbling a little bit in crypto, but really got into the industry properly in 2017 where um, I, my background is actually in algo trading. So I, I, I spent a long time algo trading a bunch of um, CFI and then moving over to DeFi, um, doing a bunch of smart contracts arbitrage, statistical arbitrage, all that kind of stuff. So pretty nerdy kind of stuff, but a really massive fan of two things in particular, which is pixels and data. Um, and then before then, actually, was doing a bunch of kind of, founded a bunch of companies, had a few ex successful exits as well in various different spaces. Okay, so you, you are a seasoned professional. I mean, I like the, you know, the algo trading. That is no mean feat to be doing this. So give us, uh, now let's talk Portal Fantasy. Obviously, this is uh, why we're here today. Uh, into maybe explain what the project is about. What's the, you know, the sort of the impetus behind creating something like this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think it really started actually, um, we started a little bit different from most game projects. It was mostly around kind of seeing what the games were like in crypto in back in, I guess, 2020, the late 2020 and early 2021, we felt as if, you know, a lot of the projects were just missing the mark. They were the cats. Basically just how can we rug the most? And honestly, that just didn't sit well with us. Just felt as if, you know, that, that, that surely is not the end goal of this kind of a use case. And maybe we could build something a little bit better based on our passions of gaming and, and the games that we kind of wanted to play. So it kind of started from there. And then it really kind of ballooned and, and, and grew from, from that point. So 
Auto Fantasy, in a nutshell, is a creature capturing pixel RPG. So you can play as two roles. A hero, where you're journeying through these kind of vast landscapes and different maps like forests and deserts and beaches. You solve a bunch of puzzles and you capture these creatures along the way called pauples, which then you can battle and level up and you can use them to solve quests and missions. Um, you can also play as an architect, where you're the um, person who has a map editor and you're creating these worlds for other heroes to explore. So the editor itself is super powerful. It's actually something we use entirely uh, as a team to actually make the levels themselves. So you can design these intricate puzzles, set quests, and write your own story plots. And then you can watch all the heroes out there try and tackle your, uh, tackle your challenges that you've set. So, so the game is completely free to play. It doesn't require wallet at all, actually. Um, you can Everything is in-house, so levels to art to music. Everything is made uh, by our team. And our team has loads of experience working with some of the top studios in the industry, like Ubisoft, Disney, Nintendo. We're also backed by a lot of funds in Web2 and Web3 and ecosystem as well, like um, Avalabs. And another one, actually, which we are about to launch um, and announce soon. So we're at a pretty interesting time. Closed beta is coming up at the end of this month, March the 28th. And then we're looking to do a Hero 4 launch in um, a few months' time after that. Yep. And bro, like when you say that you are, you love Pixel, man, we have someone here which is on the PewCast account. He absolutely loves Pixel. And when I saw like the Pixel gameplay, it gives me the vibes of like, you know, um, the older games on Game Boy on in Nintendo that we always play. So tell us a little bit more. You said, I, I saw that you guys have closed beta testing system. Um, you know, the, the game is ready and you say it's totally free to play. So how does, you know, users actually can play the game and where does the NFT element uh, comes into, into it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the way that we see it is this game should be as fun as possible. So the gameplay itself, even in the closed beta, is coming up to about 10 hours of gameplay. And then when we release just the hero portion, so that's kind of for half of the game, that's probably going to go up to about 100 hours of gameplay. So there's a lot of content that we're releasing. Um, but as you join, one of the core tenants that we have is, you know, we're not trying to like make a, make a quick buck. We're not trying to run some sort of scheme where people are paying for new players are current, coming in and paying for current players. So to play, you literally just sign up um, and you get started. There's no kind of onus to do anything, really. You can choose to link a wallet to kind of unlock some extra features which aren't essential for the game. Um, but aside from that, you, you don't need to. The, the NFTs themselves come in um, four kind of varieties. So you've got the heroes and architects, which are your kind of avatars in the game. And then you have these pauples, which you can mint if you've uh, linked your wallet. And these are ranging from kind of common guys to really, really rare guys as well. And they're dynamic NFTs, so they change as you're leveling. They have different special abilities. Um, there's different kind of traits and things that you can teach them as well. And that kind of increases the rarity of them as well. And you can obviously take them outside and sell them in OpenSea or, or wherever you want. And then the last category is cosmetics. So with these guys, these are ways for you to kind of show off and dress up your heroes and architects. 
Um, the game is multiplayer, so you can see other players as well. And you can put on like different hats and different rare kind of things that um, you, you either obtain right now from the marketplace or in the future, potentially you can design them too. And this kind of also expands into like mini pets as well. So you can have these little like Pepe's following you around or chickens and all these kind of stuff. So um, just adds a little bit more flavor into the game. So th this is very cool. I mean, there's no question. We, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, and we were th saying that Polygon is, is one of the chains that is attracting a lot of games. You guys are on AVAX, on Avalanche, and there's no question that gaming is, is really the next wave, right? Um, all the, everything else in terms of crypto adoption or NFT adoption, um, yes, well, Amazon obviously is going to be a great thing. Art is going to be a big thing. But gaming, I really still believe, is going to be the number one uh, the, the number one platform that will get more people into the space. Now, talk to us a little bit about the challenges that you foresee because building a game, first of all, it takes time, right? Building a good, a good game takes even more time. So talk to us, and on top of this, it's a competitive environment. So can you maybe uh, expand a little bit on the challenges that you see uh, you guys may be facing in terms of customer adoption? Because um, that is the number one thing, right? You want to make sure there are eyes on your project and that people are playing your 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 game. So how are you guys approaching all of this? Yeah, that's absolutely right, Wacky. I totally agree with a lot of stuff that you said. I think one of the things that we were trying to do differently is we didn't actually want to be too public or announce anything until you know we were sure that we actually had something to show and had something for people to play. So we actually only started kind of being public on socials uh, only a few months ago, really, but we've we've been working on the game for about a year or so, um, and and we we did that deliberately because we didn't want to be one of those projects that just said, hey, you know, we've got this really cool artwork of this really cool concept, but you know, by the way, the alpha is coming out in six months and we're not releasing for two years or something like that. So that's something we we deliberately addressed to to say, okay, now we're ready for closed beta. Um, and then straight afterwards, you know what, well, we've got a full game lined up and there's, there's loads of stuff. It's not just um, essentially a demo or anything like that. Uh, but I, I think one of the other big challenges that we're trying to solve is just to try to make it as easy as possible for someone to get started playing. Like I, I know there's loads of people who understand a lot about the complexities and how to set up wallets. And you know, quite frankly, like you guys are way, way deep with even like the ordinal stuff and all the really, really bleeding edge stuff. Um, but I'm also sure that there's a lot of the community who maybe are not as aware about, you know, uh, concepts like bridging or just being able to get your assets in certain areas and then figuring out what the token address is to buy it for certain things. All this kind of stuff is just, to be, in my opinion, kind of needless complexity. We're at this point because we're not quite at the full solution and that's fine, but it's really limiting the influx of players coming in and discovering what Web3 can bring. So, one thing what we're really trying to do is to make the kind of process of getting into the game as simple as possible. And because we have lots of backing and partners from traditional Web2 as well, we're designing this game with a view in mind that you can be Web3 and you can have these benefits, but you don't have to. And actually, if you're a Web2 player um, and you come in and you, and you maybe you can still enjoy the experience, and then we'll kind of nudge you in this direction to show you what Web3 can bring. Um, and then try and make that transition as easy as possible. Yep, that's that's exciting, bro. So um, I, I'm just curious, like, 
right now in the Avalanche network, how is like gaming like in terms of like Web3 gaming, NFT gaming, and what was that core factor? Because like I, I saw your website, you guys are also backed by, for example, Polygons. So what was your main idea behind, hey, you know what, I'm going to launch this project uh, under using AVAX? Yeah, uh, I think we started because we were involved in the community for, for quite a while. But basically, is um, um, we we're lucky to have a lot of the backers and partners be um, a lot of the OGs in the in the network, and we were on the network from the beginning as well. And what attracted to us at the time was actually um, a the big push for for kind of gaming in general. Um, but then also be, as we started talking with the team, we realized, you know, they were awesome, awesome guys. Like they, they, they help in every single way. Um, they're all really great with kind of advice and, and just general direction. Um, but then also like the fact that they had subnets at the time, um, we were actually one of the first projects to have a working subnet in testnet. We had one out, uh, I think roughly around kind of September or so last year. Um, and, and for those of you who haven't been following the space in Avalanche with subnets, is um, the really cool thing there is that they have this network which basically runs in parallel um, to the main C chain. It uses the same set of data and infrastructure, but you basically get your own chain, um, and essentially your transactions are way, way, way faster. And nowadays, fast forward to now, you've got loads of projects that are using subnets. Uh, I think most notably DeFi Kingdoms, which is doing... I think on the order of the same amount of transactions as the whole network on their own kind of subnet. So it's really a good way of paralyzing um, the, the, the number of kind of transactions you're going through. And for the end user, it makes them, it makes the experience way faster and way cheaper as well. So that's kind of the, um, the, the, the starting kind of thesis of why we, we went with Avalanche. I think um, the way we kind of see things is overall, we want to be able to reach as many players as possible and we want to make it as easy as possible for players to, to play. So there's going to be kind of more developments on our side and more announcements we'll be making there. Yeah, it, it's... Um, I saw you are having an AMA with the actual... Uh, with Ava, uh, Avalanche. Well, let me go back here. I've, I've lost the tweet. Here we go. I've lost the tweet. Maeve very, very shrewdly sent it over. You are... Having an AMA with yeah Avalanche the Avalap like the main you know Avalanche account there right so you guys are obviously doing big things and and all those chains are working on supporting and working on attracting new new users and to a certain extent from a user from a player perspective it it makes no difference whether you guys are on Avalanche on Polygon or on whatever because at the end of the day what matters is will they own the assets what will they be able to do with those assets. And will they be able to make some money from those assets, right? So how are you, let's talk about the actual game dynamics here. How are you envisioning people being able to, unfortunately, nowadays, that's what a lot of people care about, monetize those assets that they will acquire while playing the games? How are your guys' thoughts around this? Yeah, the, the way we've kind of designed the system is deliberately so that we're trying to reward the guys who are playing and enjoying the game the most. With the most value so if you look at kind of what's of value in the game we've got one token that's on chain called pft and we have these kind of four nfts nft types um, the way it's kind of working is that um, the value of the nft really depends on how much of the game um, you're you're playing and how kind of far you get so as an example 
Um, the pawbles have different rarities, but some of the rarer ones are going to be available in um, areas where it requires you to fin uh, finish certain quest lines to get to. And because the team is kind of live ops um, style running this game, there's going to be different types of breeds that are appearing at different moments who have different potentials. And in order to increase their potential and therefore the rarity, you actually need to kind of go out and find them first and then train them up, um, maybe teach them some special abilities and, 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 and kind of progress them from there. And the way we really see this experience is it's life. It's like we're building it with the community. We're running it with the community. It's not just we push it out and it's done. Um, and so one of the core kind of like the really core points about this is that you're not going to find the same creature in the same place all the time. Um, you're not going to find the same kind of um, items and all that kind of stuff at the same time as well. Like these things will be changing, we'll be introducing new ones, and that will increase the rarity of certain ones as well as we re we're retiring other abilities and other other kind of creatures. So that's kind of the way we're seeing it. Um, the other side is also that we really feel strongly it shouldn't be pay to win, um, and it shouldn't be uh, a game where basically whales can come in and just buy their way to the top. So there's none of that in there, and there's loads of kind of ways to prevent that um, and this is really just the takeaway here is it's it's a game for the ordinary player just like us um, to have fun and then the cherry on top is that actually all the assets you get from the progress is yours forever and worth a lot of value if you spend a lot of time in the game yep and uh bro one thing you know i absolutely love everything that you say because you know we see for example i'm in asia right and uh asia basically like we have a mass boom in terms of like gaming nfts because pix i mean uh x infinity right it's like a huge boom in malaysia whereby you just walk everywhere um in a restaurant you just see, you know people whether it's young or old um you know they just glue to the laptop and keep tapping it right so that was kind of like my gateway my first gateway into the nft and after that you know we see tons of nft like you know basically they just promote like play play to play to earn right so then because you know play to earn it always links back to tokenomics whereby you know they use the coin they they kind of like trade it in to to get some cash out and when they do that like there's no really sustainable ecosystem in terms of like their tokenomics and then right now after it like you know we see all right games is totally free to play um and basically whatever you own in, in assets like you sell it or what is because of like your contribution to it so in terms of like tokenomics and stuff um maybe you can give me a little bit of a technical background in terms of like the mechanics of the game or you know how players can actually earn the item what is the game all about because i mean man i watch your video basically your trader video and it looks amazing Oh, thanks. Really appreciate that. Um, I think on the on the token side, so we have we have two tokens, uh, but only one of them is on chain. So we have PFT, which is an on chain token, and then Orb, which is a token that's in game only. So that's kind of like gold um, or just a regular currency in like a in a normal game. Um, the way we've designed it is that Orb is um, basically the currency that you need to progress through the game so you use that for buying things like potions um, to heal your team scrolls to capture more pawbles uh, you can buy some attack items some special skill items all that kind of stuff that you need to kind of solve these quests and these sub quests as well 
and then you earn the orb from winning battles and completing these kind of challenges as you go along. So it's deliberately designed like this because you don't actually need any PFT at all, um, which means it's, it's basically no investment to start playing. Where PFT comes in is it's for the premium experience. So um, this is for, for example, buying the limited edition cosmetic NFTs, buying those kind of hero mini pets that are coming out as well, um, replenishing some of your energy and mana so you can do more kind of quest lines and more things as you're going along. And also upgrading places like your Hall of Triumph, which is this special area for you. It's almost kind of like your own piece of land where you are able to show off your achievements and all the kind of rare creatures and things that you've caught. So there's a really big distinction between the two. Um, and behind the scenes, because we're all, um, I guess we're all math nerds and we come from that kind of background, we actually have some pretty detailed models on how we expect the behavior of PFT, Orb, and NFTs to behave. Um, and we've actually got a custom-built real-time analytics engine, which monitors everything on-chain, off-chain, floor prices, trades, um, aggregates all Wacky, is it, is it any regular? Yeah, Casey, you're slightly breaking up for some reason. I don't know if you're moving somehow or if you're, the internet is just choppy. Uh, yeah, you're breaking up. Constantly oh, oh. looking at this. Now we just can't hear using it to... <laughs> Casey, are you back with us? Are you back with us, bro? Hello? Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, we can hear you now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, now it's better. Bro, what happened? Like, you were on your train of thoughts. Uh, you were blasting away. And then suddenly, I just heard, like, you enter your game. Uh, it become all pixelated. So, your voice, you know, it, it has that instant change in it. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you're up and down. You're up and down. Your connection is up and down. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when this happens, it's like infuriating and you do nothing different, right? It, it just works one day and then some other day it doesn't work. All right, we're going to try. Uh, Casey, hopefully you can get back on. Um, also, I've been trying to get Karmic back up. I see you've requested. For some reason, I can't get you back on at the moment. So it's just, uh, okay, great. Casey's dropping off. Let's loop back in. So while Casey's coming back with us, there is actually something. Let's go a little bit with philosophical thoughts here. And I really like, there's one thing. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. Lay, lay it up for me, bro, because uh, make sure you make it as smooth as possible because I'm going to clip it and make an audiogram out of it. That's it. So uh -oh, uh -oh, three, uh -oh, uh -oh. two, one, blast it away, buddy. <laughs> okay. So I, I really like the way the, they are designing the game to reward people that enjoy the game the most rather than people that grind the game the most, right? And he said to the people that get the most value out of it. And, and this is, I think, um, it's going to remain for a long time a very difficult thing to measure, right? Because it's an abstract concept, how much value someone gets out of something. So, and it was interesting to hear that there's a whole sort of algorithm that you guys are implementing on top of this. So I'm really keen to dig more into this because as you rightly say, you don't want to reward people that just go and grind or you don't want to reward people that are coming in with a boatload of money and that are basically pricing everybody else out. So um, Casey, you're back with us. Hopefully um, your, your audio is back on 
and would love if you could sort of like again expand even a little bit more on how do you gauge how someone is getting value or getting enjoyment out of the yep, game. Yep. But but before that, Casey, like I, I have to butt in because you know it when you talk about like you know whales coming in and and you know re- literally dominating the market, like this happens uh, between me and Maeve, right? So I'm not really a gamer. Uh, Maeve is actually, you know, he plays tons of games, like, um, you know, more more games than me, right? And every time when he plays a game, he will invite me to play and we play together. But the thing is this, I don't spend my money on game. So Maeve spends money on games, like shitload of money, right? And every time that we play together, I'm the first one to die because you know what? He's going to have like the best weapon. He's going to have he's got like the, the fire best. Sword. Yeah, he got the fire <laughs> sword. He got the best shit ever. And like every time, like he would invite me to a guild right and he's like the top two in in the guild and i'm like the bottom you know the last two just because i don't spend um (laughs) so much on the game right and it always makes me fomo to like you know what this week i'm not gonna go drink i'm gonna save my money i'm gonna load up some cash i'm going to (laughs) 7-eleven buy a card scrap the number key it in buy that shitty fire sword and be the same power (laughs) with him right so this frustration it's always gonna have i'm so Maybe your thoughts on, you know, how or do you have any mechanism? It's like, you know what? Even if you've got a lot of money, you're still going to play same level like Puke. Like, all right, <laughs> bless it to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I totally relate to this as well, except my, my experience is I buy that fire sword and I'm still at the bottom two. <laughs> There's that as well. <laughs> They're always those guys. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you just suck, puke. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> ah. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, that, that, this is a really good point. Like we 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 thought about this a lot when we first started designing. Um, but I can give you some very specific examples. So, say. As you're going through the game, you've got these quests and side quests, and they're, they're, a lot of them are doing different things. Um, but some of them, are, for example, are you have to kind of maybe battle this um, this set of like baddies, um, and they have like certain types of pawbles that are you know like pretty strong in certain areas. So what a, what a whale I guess would do is go to the marketplace and be like, you know what, I'll find all the top level ones that have the rarest abilities and all that kind of stuff and i'll just buy the whole lot and i'll cruise through right um but but the problem within the game is that actually we've got this system where if you buy something that's super high level like way higher than your actual account level and where you're at it takes you a little bit of time um to be able to get to to control these like you can't actually just straight up use them and then just sell them again like you have to you have to have this kind of i guess bond with them and you have to take time to be able to actually get to a point where you can control them so there's no way that you can do that straight away and then just and then just kind of complete it the same way is that you can't there's no kind of way for you to buy uh, some upgrade that allows you to suddenly do 50 percent more damage or something there's nothing like that in the game so your only options are to basically go out like everyone else and and kind of play things as they go along um and, and then hopefully get to the point where you can actually beat this yourself. This this is this is great. Uh, this is a great way of doing it. There's no question that obviously that's a much more rewarding way as well. Even this is the other thing that I don't understand, right? E- even if you go, what what's the fun in going around and buying the best up weapon and then just beating everyone? Um, because you you haven't really 
you know, you're not really using your skills. So unless there is some financial incentive, which obviously a lot of games do have now, then obviously I don't, I don't really see the fun. Now, having said this, so question back to you on that concept, because I think it's a great way of implementing things. But have you guys considered what the potential economics of it is going to be in terms of how it's going to impact the number of people that will actually end up playing um, or come into the game as a result? Do you think that it's going to incentivize more people to come? Because in theory, this is uh, a barrier to entry, right? Because it obviously makes it more complicated for someone to come and, and beat everyone else. However, if the rewards at the end of it are really worth the time, then obviously you've got a really win-win scenario there. So um, how, how are you thinking about this? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think the restrictions that I mentioned earlier, they're not fixed, they're more dynamic, and they're based, they're based on certain factors like, for example, the differences in level between um, the portal themselves or the creatures in your account. But there's other factors in there that also contribute, and there's nothing to just kind of stop you from, for example, saying, hey, you know what, like, I'm at this kind of level, um, but I really, really wanted this specific special ability, and that's on the marketplace. So actually, you know, I, I don't mind trading for that. So there's still kind of that market economy going on. It's just that as the items that you're buying differ a lot from your level, that becomes a little bit, there's a bit more work involved in, in using them within the game. Um, but I, I think in general, what we're really aiming for is this kind of positive cycle, right? Where as you're getting more players into the game, there's more stuff being listed on the marketplace. There's more stuff available for players to, to kind of see and explore. And because we have the live ops and we're always changing things as well, people get to see different things. And, and, and then that kind of creates a bit of a, a vibrant kind of community and economy around the whole thing, which then in turn makes it more sticky. Oh, oh, I'm on mute. Um, this is this is cool. I, I think I think this is great. And actually, I've got a a higher, even a higher level question for you then, um, because again, it's fascinating. And you know, you're saying you're playing games, and and I'm finding myself in a situation now where I do I'm not able to spend as much time as I would like playing games. And and you know what? It frustrates me so much. As much as there's so many interesting things happening at the moment, I unfortunately didn't catch that wave where. You could, I could make money by being a gamer because I love freaking gaming. But um, what is your guys' sort of grander vision uh, overall? Because creating a game, look, cre creating a game is is difficult. It's complicated. Also, you need it requires so much imagination, so much creativity in order to make that game entertaining for a long, long time, right? Because yep. inevitably, there, there needs to be some sort of end to a game, right? Yep. So in, in general, around the project of Portal Fantasy, what is your guys' grander vision and grander idea behind, behind the game? Um, yep. Can you, it, and, and is there such, such a great grander ethos or, or you know, belief behind it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what we really want to do when we get to in the next few years, really, is a place where architects are able to basically do absolutely everything in the game. So the tool itself is already going to be very powerful. Um, it's not just kind of putting down these tiles and making these maps. You can actually start triggering things. Like, for example, you talk to this guy, and then actually this gate opens, and then actually it spawns a, a, a specific set of NPCs in this area, um, and their creatures to catch it. And then once you do that, something else happens. So you can already get to this point. 
but what we really want to get to is the the point where people can can not only make their own worlds but even start designing and creating the things in them so you know i really fancy having you know like like a shed or, or like i really want to like build the skyscraper in my land like i can do that because i can create it and then that actually becomes something that's ownable to me that i can then sell on the marketplace to other people if i want to or just show off in my place and the overall vision is we want to get to that point where yes we're going to be releasing more and more hero content for people to play but eventually the ugc element really dominates and there's so much stuff for heroes to explore that even you know the top five percent of players who get right to the end of the game the most loyal and most dedicated players they they still have stuff to do rather than what's happening in you know typical web 2 games where you, you see basically studios have to make a decision. Like, do we spend 50% of our time catering towards those top 5% players who are actually our best players um, and then forget about the 95% of people? Or do we just forget about those 5%? Like, hopefully we won't have that issue because of this kind of architect and UGC mechanic. Oh, it's me. It's me. It's me. Well, or, or it's Babe. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we've got a big I, gamer I, here. Yeah, yeah. So I wanting to push this to to Maeve because man, he's been keeping so much quiet when you know he played tons of games. So Maeve, you have to ask because among the three of us, you probably have the most AVAX knowledge that I know of. So Wacky has done a, an amazing job to ask most of the questions. For for me, like uh, I wanted to circle back a bit on what uh, what Puke was asking earlier. Like, uh, obviously the what's it called? So the sentiment, the sentiment right now, uh, for GameFi is more tailored towards Polygon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 and and you mentioned that uh, you're on AVAX because like uh, of the test nets. I and I presume is like accessibility. Would that be like the main reason why you're on AVAX? Uh, and whether like uh, the what's it called the the general sentiment uh, shouldn't affect too much uh, as to your project's growth. He did not like that. He, he oh, sorry. Not, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I probably like that one. No, no. He 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 did not like that question. So he's just gonna just gonna put it on on silent and be like, "What, mate? You you ask something next?" Uh, I think I, I think you um I think you broke up towards the end of that question. I I heard the first bit and then and then um yeah I didn't actually hear the question bit. Do you mind repeating it? Uh, all right, mate. We've got to give. Gabe, maybe we're gonna give you one more chance, and then Casey, if you still don't like it, you know, feel free to say no. I refuse to answer. So, maybe, maybe back to you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, you, you don't have to say anything. You just keep a total just silent, keep like yeah. for like five seconds. Yeah. Then I know it's like. Then I'll be like, I'll back you. Let's move. On. All right. <laughs> maybe go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Amazing job. Wow. <laughs> uh, my my question is. Is the AVAX gaming community uh, sufficient for your project's growth as compared to Polygon? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> I totally missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you paused, yeah. thought about it. And be like, okay, how do I synthesize yeah. this? <laughs> um, no, it's, it's not. Um, and I think I mentioned this uh, earlier a little bit, but our, our, I guess, vision really is to make it a game that anyone can play. So not just Web3 or different networks and chains, but also Web2 as well. 
and I think we're, we're on to a good start. We've got some really great partners on all sides. Um, but the, the, the grander vision really is that, yes, we want to work with the AVAX community. Um, I think it's great. Uh, and we also want to look to see if we can support kind of, you know, other communities going forwards as well. So we haven't really kind of made any announcements or anything around these lines, um, but we, we, we will be making announcements. Yeah, very, very good. I mean, as you rightly say, you, you mentioned that you are thinking about it um, as to how to get the Web2 people on. It's the number one. Literally, whoever will be able to do this and do, do this the first and the best, I think, will completely uh, trump the whole market. Because if you can just know more people, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Sony, yeah, it's Sony. Sony patented NFTs, the, the, the concept of... Uh, being able to use NFTs inside their games, right? And the simple fact that you might be able to just play games, own something, and be able to sell it to someone else, all right there on the PlayStation. I mean, it would make gaming so much easier. Well, it would make the whole NFT thing so much easier, right? And people would use it without even realizing it. So as soon as you guys, you know, sort this out, then, uh, then it's going to be great. But, uh, you know, very, very good. So last thing, and then I've got, I've got a quick new segment uh, in terms of rapid-fire questions for you at the very end. So very last thing. Um, if people want to get involved, you say you are about to start the beta. Uh, how can people get involved and potentially get involved in the beta? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are running kind of weekly or even less than weekly. Um, so very regular competitions to win beta passes. So we've got a mini game out right now called Portal Combat. So it's like a little bit of a spin on, I guess, kind of like Mortal Kombat, but it's, it's essentially 300. If you ever wanted to be 300, like play 300 in a pixel way, then um, check it out. But it's it's a way to to win some beta passes, um, and there's also ways with kind of partners and participating in like AMAs as well. So we'll be giving these out. They'll be soul bound NFTs, um, so you can't sell them unfortunately, but they are your ticket into the closed beta uh, at the end of this month. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way. Of wait, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. So, 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 um, I just have to ask <laughs> you. I didn't ask it earlier. I DM you, uh, but obviously you were too busy not answering Mate's question, right, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro? So, <laughs> so, so, the, so, I just want to know, like, do you have any beta passes for the listeners today? Um, sorry if I put you on the spot, but if yes, do let us know, bro. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely do. And um, we can get this all arranged, but it is really, we really, really want to make sure that we get the beta passes out to people who actually care about our projects the most. So it's definitely like people like you guys and your community. Yep. So guys, you heard it. And if you guys, so basically it's this, right? You heard the man. If you guys truly want to play the game, you guys are gamers. Just retweet this space right now because we will pick those that retweet the space. And if you're not a gamer, you're not going to play the game. Um, you can read it, retweet it. And if you get it, you can pass it to your friends. But, you know, this is how we want to say, hey, you know, you spend since, you know, one and a half hours with us. If you like it till the end, you want to play a game, you know, dip your toe into the AVEX ecosystem, communities, you love everything that he says, um, you know, just retweet the space and you know what? We're going to give out some passes to you guys. All right, Wacky, I know you are preparing a new segment here today. You are all, you are like the fun guy of PewCast. So go ahead, buddy. <laughs> just a very quick one. So Casey, rapid fire questions. Noodles or rice? Noodles. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream, 100%. 
Zelda or World of Warcraft? Zelda or World oh of my Warcraft? God, Zelda, Zelda. I like both, but Zelda's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What was your very first NFT? Uh, oh my god, um, uh, Crypto Kitty. Ooh, do you still have it? OG, OG. Yeah, I've got like probably like twenty or something in a wallet somewhere. <laughs> nice. Oh, you're serious. You're like proper gamer. You went right there with the yeah. Crypto Kitties. Oh wow. You know, clap, 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 clap. This deserves. This is a clap. Here you go. Yeah. This is a clap. This is that. This is great. All right. Well, Casey, it was great to have you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, you know, really, it, I love I love having gamers because I think there are so many out of all the various projects that we've been speaking with, and you know, all the various people we speak with. I always find that the gamers, the true gamers are the ones that are the most passionate, right? They're, they really love what they're doing. I mean, you know, it is fun as well. So really exciting to hear what you're doing. Um, good luck. I hope it really goes and, and picks up. And again, guys, if you want some of those beta access, if you are indeed going to play, because on top of this, as Casey said, it will be a soulbound token. So there's nothing that you can do with it unless you go and play it. So get in touch with us. We will uh, we'll sort this out with uh, you and Casey. Puke, back to you. All right, guys, that's a wrap up. Um, basically, as I said, you know, retweet the space. If you want to play, we will be giving out some passes to you guys. All right, guys, once again, thank you so much for being a part of the Asia Web3 motherfuckers powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia. With you guys, I believe we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. And shout out to Erzy. Basically, you know, Erzy DM me today and said, you know what? I love the show. I want to be a part of it. He's from Malaysia. I went, you know, party a little bit with him last week. And, you know, today he has his community here with us. So shout out to you guys for being, being here. And I love to do more things with you all. So, guys, we run this show every day, Monday to Friday. You know, we have this show going on. And you know what? We want to talk about what's hot in the NFT market. Let us alpha. Also invite good projects as guest speaker tomorrow. Tomorrow, let me check this if I got it correct. We have crossed the ages and basically oh, they yeah. are also in terms of like gaming, a collectible card games. Um, so you know what? It's all about gaming, gaming, gaming this week. And you know what? We will be at the forefront of it. All right, Wacky, do you have an outro? I do have an outro. It's, uh, you know, thank you very much for joining us today. It was Rug Radio, Asia Web 3 Muffers. Today is, woo! Today is Women's International Women Day, and we want to celebrate to you women. Happy Women's International Women's Day. Thank you for joining us. This is us, signing out. Yeah.